Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. You are listening to episode 93 of the show, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. Before we dive in today, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Pelicase. The phone industry has a huge problem. Greedy companies use cheap, polluting plastics for their phone cases. Pelicase decided that you and our planet deserve better, so they created the world's first 100% compostable phone case. Not only do Pelicases and accessories protect your devices, but they use 25% less carbon emissions, 35% less water, and 70% less waste in their production process than any other brand. And their phone cases come in so many cute designs that help give back to a variety of causes. Use the link in the show notes to shop Pelicase today. All right, we are back. It's so good to be back with Jackie to continue our very important conversation all about DEI. If you're not sure what that is, you need to go back and listen to part one that released last week right away. Jackie is a diversity expert who helps to consult with businesses that are looking to achieve genuine diversity, equity, and inclusion throughout their organizations and provide safe spaces for all of their employees. She's passionate about educating people on how diversity, equity, and inclusion can truly benefit us all and make us all better, no matter our race or our gender or any other parts of our identity. Last week, we discussed a lot of terms that people may hear in conversations around DEI, and this week we're continuing that by talking about privilege, what it is, who has it, and how we can actually use it. I love Jackie's message that privilege isn't an accusation or something to be ashamed of. Rather, it's something we can harness to help those around us and make the world a better place. What a beautiful perspective that is. We're also talking all about how to be good allies and what implications this has for business owners, employees, corporate leaders, or wherever you're at in the working world. I think you'll find this conversation truly helpful, so get ready to take some mental notes. As for the things that Jackie and I reference, like links and resources, you can find most of them in the show notes, which you can view on my website, heartfelthippy.com, or on whatever app you're using to listen right now just by scrolling down. As you listen, don't forget about leaving a rating and a review. Reviews are always so nice to receive, but it's not just about the positive affirmation. They actually help people to find the show and let your podcast player know that people like what I'm doing. So please help out by leaving a review and also by telling your friends about it. Share the good news. Word of mouth is so, so helpful. Jackie and I would actually both love it if you'd post online that you're listening and tag us. You also want to make sure that you're subscribed to the show so that you know when I'm back next week with a brand new episode. Okay, friends, here is part two of my conversation with Jackie Ferguson. So what is your recommendation then for like how we become more aware of the biases that we hold? Because maybe for some people, they might be thinking like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, And I think too, with this concept, people can get really defensive of like, but I'm not racist or I'm not like, I'm not homophobic or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's not what it's about though, because we all nobody's calling you a racist, but we all have stereotypes Mm -hmm. and we all have biases, even ones that we're not aware of. Like, no matter how much you think you just love everybody and you don't discriminate against anybody, like we all have them. So how do you recommend people become more aware of them and, and yeah, I guess kind of the weight they can carry in their lives? Yeah. So, you know, I recommend just, you know, there are some some really cool tools like the um, Harvard Implicit Association Test Mm -hmm. where you can actually go through a test that will tell you if you're exhibiting unconscious bias based on a series of questions Mm -hmm. or if you're likely to exhibit unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. But really what I recommend is just slowing down and thinking about it. Mm -hmm. 
And again, asking yourself some questions around, you know, how am I feeling about this person and why, right? Is there, is there something in my background, right? That's, that's making me feel a certain way or rushing to judgment on a person and really just paying attention to it, knowing that, um, you know, let's use the recruiting perspective again, but knowing that name bias is a real issue. Like there have been studies where organizations have sent in the exact same resume, just change the name. And I mean the exact same resume. Mm. And it is flabbergasting how often the quote unquote white sounding name versus the black sounding name Mm. got the interview versus, you know, what we like to call the round file, which is the, the garbage, right? right? And it's it's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But knowing that the, these types of bias exist is the is the first start in in how you're gonna navigate that and mitigate that and mm-hmm. saying, okay, you know, am I feeling some kind of bias? Why am I feeling that kind of bias? And and just slowing down and ask yourself those questions is so important in making sure that you're managing that bias for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's so important just to reiterate again, Mackenzie, like you said, everybody has unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not this group has it or this person has it. This is this is something that's innate because of the way yeah. that our brains work. Yeah. And so just recognizing it and then doing your best to mitigate it. You know, another thing is making sure that you've got other people conducting interviews with you so that your bias doesn't get in the way, right? So you've got your perspective, but if you've got other perspectives that you're pulling from, you can make a better decision, a more informed decision, you know, and and one that's less based on, you know, your your own particular thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay, and then the next term we talked about is privilege, which I think this is mm-hmm. another really important one to understand and one that I feel like has been in discussion a lot lately of, you know, people thinking like, well, yeah, I don't have any privilege. You know, I've heard that a lot. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we all have it though, you know? And again, I think this is another one of those where it's like, it's not just about race and it's not, you know, we, we, it's something we all have. Like if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you probably have some privilege because that means you have access to technology Mm -hmm. and, you know, English is, a language that you speak and, you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah, can you start with defining privilege? I guess, how would you explain it in a way that everyone can see like, okay, yeah, this is something that we all have, right? Yeah. So one, I love that you started with saying that everyone has privilege. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to unconscious bias, you know, when you think about the word bias or the word privilege, there's this emotional, you know, defense reaction. Mm-hmm. But everyone has some levels of privilege. Mm-hmm. Everyone has had some level of challenge or obstacle in their life. Yes. And so the way that I describe privilege is, you know, there are privileges that we earn, mm-hmm. privileges that we work for. Yeah. But for the most part, privileges are about the assumptions about who we are and what we're capable of mm-hmm. and who we are to the positive or negative Mm-hmm. And what we're capable of to the positive or ne- negative. Mm-hmm. And so one example that was um, someone had said to me at one point is, you know, certain people are judged based on their ability 
to do something, the perception of their ability to do something mm-hmm. on their potential, whereas others are are judged based on their accomplishments. So mm-hmm. some, you know, are judged based on potential versus accomplishments. That's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And so if you really get to the nitty gritty of privileges, because so many things that we have that are privileges, we don't even realize are privileges. So if you think about the privilege of having someone that loved you, mm-hmm. a parent, a grandparent, you know, a relative, someone that loved you, and, and I break it down to that base level because most people have someone in their life that that loves them or that loved them, you know, that supported them, encouraged them, you know, made the bad days better. But not everyone has that privilege, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, if you think about things like, um, you know, one of the, the conversations that I've had to have with my daughter who is turning 20 this year, I can't believe it. <laughs> but when she started driving that, you know, we all have the conversation of don't talk on the phone, hands at 10 and 2, you know, make sure you're signaling. Mm-hmm. But having the additional conversation of, if you get pulled over, make sure your hands are in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Not every parent has to have that part of the conversation. Yeah. And so because of that, right, those are the things that that are privileges. Um, not having to think about that when mm-hmm. you're having that conversation with your new driver. Mm-hmm. That's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And, and there are so many things like just being, you know, able-bodied, right? Yeah. Being able to read. Those are privileges. Mm -hmm. You know, having lights on, you know, when you're doing homework at night as a child. Yeah. Right. There are people that have that privilege. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're thinking, you know, oh, this, you know, this is a bad student. No, that student didn't have dinner. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about homework when they're hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and those are privileges that we take for granted so often. But those are privileges. And again, there are privileges that we earn and privileges that we work for, and and that's great. But mm-hmm. a lot of the privilege that we have is around assumptions about who we are and what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another really, I think, important thing to think about, especially when we think about other people, because I feel like it kind of enables like compassion in us that maybe we wouldn't have before if we can mm-hmm. reframe it in our minds of like... Yeah oh my gosh, they are so lazy or they don't care about this or that. And it's like you said, like there might be something that we have that they don't. And, you know, it's not, it, their their circumstances aren't by any of their choices or bad decisions or good decisions. A lot of times it's just what has happened to them and um, the situation they were mm-hmm. born into for so many people. And so I think remembering that is so important. Mackenzie, that's, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just one other example to your point there with regard to like invisible illness or, or chronic illness, mm-hmm. right? Someone may look very healthy on the outside, but you don't know what they're feeling, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, wh- when you're saying, you know, oh, this person's out again today yeah. or this person went home early, you don't know what they're dealing mm-hmm. with. Right. And so and and it's not always evident from from what you're seeing on the outside. And so understanding just, you know, to your point, understanding that you don't always know what people have dealt with or are currently dealing with mm-hmm. um, is so important. 
important to recognize. So thank you for making that point. Yeah. And that's, and that's true with mental health too, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I think so many, as a country, we haven't done very well with that. And um, especially like in, in the workplace, you know, that's another thing that's not fully acknowledged people will joke about like well I'm taking a mental health day but it's like but we actually need those like we need those to be a real thing you know um with how many people struggle with mental health so so interesting absolutely absolutely it's so important to prioritize yourself and your your emotional wellness and and mental health because one nobody can do that for you Mm -hmm. and you know it's important to always stay aware of how you're feeling and, and what you need to do. And recently, um, you know, just with Naomi Osaka and, um, you know, that the tournament that she dropped out of mm-hmm. because she didn't want to do the interviews because, you know, she just was not in a place mm-hmm. to do that. And and as, an, as organizations, we have to understand that and be embracing of people and what they might be dealing with or working through. So... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so true. Now, something you mentioned to me when we talked about privilege is that we can actually recognize the privileges that we have and use those to help others have more opportunities. So I guess, what do you mean by that exactly? And what, what does that look like? And how do we do that? Yes. So, you know, one of the things with privileges, we think about, well, I have privilege, right? And it's wielded course, you have privilege and it's wielded as an accusation. But my recommendation is one, again, everybody has privilege. So lean into the privileges that you do have and use those to provide opportunity and access to others. And, and you can do that through understanding how you're prioritizing your time and your resources. Mm-hmm. So with regard to time, if you're, if you have the privilege of being successful in your career, for example, are you doing those 30 minute, you know, virtual cups of coffee with a few people a month who are looking to get to where you are, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from a career standpoint, professionally. Mm -hmm. And by taking that time to just pour into others, you know, you can be giving back. And then so privilege isn't something to feel bad about or feel guilty about. Privilege can be used for the benefit of others. Mm -hmm. Another thing to think about is, you know, with regard to meetings, you know, very often what what we'll see if we're sitting in a, in a conference room is the extroverts or the, you know, people who have the highest titles in the room are the ones doing all the talking. Mm -hmm. But what about the neurodiverse employee or the introvert or just the employee that's, you know, doesn't often speak up in the meetings? Are you giving them space to say, you know, whatever your name is, Bob, Sally, you know, do you have anything to add? Do you have any questions? And giving them space to to weigh in, you know, that's advocating using your privilege um, for good. And then think about where we spend our money. So very often we're at the big box stores or ordering online, you know, from, from a certain organizations, certain businesses mm-hmm. that that's easy, right? Mm-hmm. But are we Taking those same dollars or some of them, at least a portion of them, and and going into our own neighborhoods or other neighborhoods mm-hmm. and benefiting culturally diverse owned businesses, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's where you're going to eat or where you're, you know, buying your house goods 
or vendors that you're using, suppliers that you're using, are you pouring in to those communities with your dollars, right? It's very easy to go to, you know, again, the big box stores and and pick up what you need. And it takes a little bit more time to say, okay, you know what, I have this to spend or this to do. Let me find someone who's culturally diverse and, Mm -hmm. and whatever that means. You know, it could be a veteran. It could be someone part of the LGBTQ community that's, you know, that owns a business that you can really give back in that way. So there are a lot of ways that we can use our privilege to, you know, provide access and opportunity for others and to advocate for others, which is another important point. So I am a a black woman, but I'm also cisgendered, which means that I identify as the the gender that I was assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. And so am I advocating for the LGBTQ community? The answer is yes, and I have been for, for more than 20 years, almost 25 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to think about what in what ways do you have privilege and then how are you using your privilege to advocate for others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And I love like the tangible example of just maybe – pouring into people who want to be where you're at someday. And I I think that's a really cool way to look at it. It makes it sound much more like achievable that way. Cause I feel like it can, it kind of sounds like a really big, heavy thing. And then it's like, Oh, it Uh could just be investing your time in someone or investing your money in someone. So that's a, that's a cool way to look at it. And that I think kind of connects to allyship, which is the last thing we were going to talk about. And this is something that I've seen discussed online a lot, you know, especially the past years, like being a good ally. And sometimes people might think they are doing that. And then they come to find out like, oh, no, that's not what being a good ally looks like. And so mm-hmm. uh, this this can be a tough one for people to really understand. So I guess first, how would you define being an ally or define allyship? What does that look like? You know, and again, does this fit into like every kind of subgroup that we're talking about? I mean, I feel like I see it a lot when we're talking about racial reconciliation, but I'm guessing it connects to way more than that. So yeah, what is allyship exactly? And, and how do we be good allies to those around us? Absolutely. So allyship first, you know, you can't say I'm an ally, right? Mm -hmm. That has to come from the people who are marginalized that you're advocating for. So being an ally has to do with how you're advocating, how you're using your time, how you're using your money. It's about speaking up when you hear or see bias and saying, this is not okay, right? And, you know, being an ally um, requires some courage, right? But yes, you can be an ally for, for any community, Mm-hmm. For example, if you think about the disability community, you know, are you paying attention to the accessibility of the places that you're going? Are, are you in a restaurant mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you know, you don't have an, enough accessible parking, not because you need the accessible parking, but because if they hear that enough, right, they might make a change or you don't have fully accessible bathrooms, for example. And and so you can be an ally for any community that's marginalized and you should be, you know, and and there are so many ways to do that, but primarily making sure that you're speaking up with your family, with your friends at work Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, this, this is not okay. And educating them because you're educating yourself. 
allies are, mm-hmm. you know, constantly educating themselves, listening, right? And and when I say listening, I mean listening to understand. So many of us listen mm-hmm. to respond, right? Mm-hmm. Myself included, right? That's that's something that yeah. I'm constantly <laughs> practice of. And so yeah. listening to understand and listening to expand your own frame of reference and frame of thinking is is something you have to be consciously aware of. But that's that's how you begin to be an ally. Mm, yeah, and anyone can be an ally for any group. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I love that that it's like listening is probably the key component. It's not about how many actions you can take or how many things you can say. It's about just listening. And I actually heard um, a pastor speak on about that recently about just. Mm-hmm just kind of, he didn't say shutting up, but that was essentially what I took from it. Just like stop yeah. talking, you know, stop trying to be right and stop trying to make your mm-hmm. voice known. And instead just like uh, his message was kind of about just love people. And we don't have to do that through like saying the right thing all the time or whatever. Like so much of it is just about listening. And I think that applies to so many areas of life. I keep being reminded of like, just stop talking, just, you know, <laughs> stop trying to put your voice out there. And, and I think with, social media that it gets even worse with that you know like everybody feels the right to put their voice out there and almost feel a pressure to like respond to everything Mm -hmm. and say something about everything that comes up and it's like let's you know I guess I don't know how you be a social media influencer and post every day without putting your voice out there but I think finding that balance of yeah no, I don't need to make my opinion known on every subject. I don't, and I don't even need to have an opinion on every subject. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't right. really matter. Like my opinion is not the end all be all. So. And Mackenzie, you know, another thing is share your journey. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're a social media influencer, for example, and you're saying, you know, I learned this today, I didn't know anything about this and I need to do more research or I need to, to really educate myself on this thing. Right. Mm-hmm that's that's part of it you know Mm -hmm. and that's part of being a good ally as well is you know understanding that we're all on this journey and Mm -hmm. and as you said earlier you know you don't get to the end right Mm -hmm. you're not finished you know it's a it's a constant process and constant learning and practice Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so true uh so many good things and i don't know how you're gonna answer this question but if you had to pick a main message that you want people to walk away with today what would it be Yeah. So, you know, I would say everyone has the right to pursue love, happiness, and success Mm -hmm. without barriers and to the standards that make their life most fulfilled. So Mm -hmm. be an advocate wherever you have influence. Mm -hmm. A great message. And hopefully people took away to that, like, we all have that ability, like, like, again, we all have privilege. And so we can all use it to benefit other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. A few fun questions for you before I let you go. Uh, If you had to pick one, what's the most impactful book that you've read that could be something you read recently or ever in your lifetime? What would you say? Hmm. Most people have to pick more than one book when they answer. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm like, I have all these books flying around in my head. Like, what am I going to say? Um, I would say for me, it's um, The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter Woodson. Okay. And the thesis of Dr. Woodson's book is that blacks were being culturally indoctrinated rather than taught in American schools and still the same today. 
And this is really interesting to me because it aligns with the understanding that, you know, you can justify the dehumanization of people by creating a compelling negative narrative about them. Hmm. And this has been found to be the foundation of abuse of people since, you know, the settlers came to this country, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you think about indigenous people, Mm -hmm. they were called savages and Africans brought to to this country were called property, right? And even in Eastern Europe around World War II, there were signs that said no dogs or Jews, right? And even today, When you think about systemic inequity in the criminal justice system, when a black person is shot, the outcry of why, you know, blacks are being killed, taken into custody at a staggering rate, when, you know, white people are committing the same crimes, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we buy into the narrative. Well, what did he do? Why did she run? Why did they not comply? Mm -hmm. And no one is justifying breaking the law, of course, but you lose track of that apples to apples, crime to crime comparison of why blacks are more often killed. And that should be the question, right? And so these, you know, pervasive narratives, insidious narratives allow us to justify systemic inequities or at a minimum look past them. So for me, The Miseducation of the Negro is, you know, one of the books that has had the most impact on me and and understanding you know, again, how we create these narratives and, and you know, in, in our communities and, mm. and about each other. And it, it gives us license to not treat people the way that we should. Mm. That sounds like such a good book. I'm going to have to add that to my list. So, mm. so important. What about something that you've listened to recently, whether that's like a podcast, I know you have your podcast, but a podcast or a documentary (laughs) or anything like that, that you think people should listen to? Um, You know, I I encourage you to watch a documentary that offers a perspective of a diversity group that you aren't familiar with. So one example is 13th, which um, Mm -hmm. is a Netflix documentary that Ava DuVernay is the director there, and it explores the history of racial inequity in the United States and focusing on the mm-hmm. fact that our pri- prisons are disproportionately filled with, with Black people. And I love this because it's totally nonpartisan, right? Everyone is at fault in this docufilm, which I love. But whatever you do, I just recommend find things that challenge your assumptions, And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, with that, understanding the narrative Mm -hmm. of, you know, the prison system is was one that was eye opening to me, Mm -hmm. you know, but again, find whatever challenges your assumptions, you know, make sure that you're you're growing and and changing and, and opening your perspectives to new things. Yes, that's so important. Like, I think in every conversation, I even was talking about that recently. One of my most recent episodes was about vaccines. I did a whole episode about vaccine Mm -hmm. safety. And we talked about the COVID vaccine, of course. And it was, you know, like my main message when I first put it out there is like, don't just listen to things that you think are going to be in line with what you know to be true um but listen listen to things you know this is for people who are anti-vaxxers like that's who i made this episode for Mm -hmm. so and i tried to ask questions that i think 
people who don't want to get vaccines would want to know and would want to have answers, not just to prove them wrong, but just in the hope that I hope this helps them with those decisions. And I think that what you said about like, not just finding things that align with your narrative, but that actually maybe challenge it. I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's so important to everything we've been talking about today of just educating yourself and listening and realizing you're never going to know it all. And, and you're also not right about everything, right? Like, so find things that can diversify your perspective and you're going to be so much better for it. So I think that's really good. And I will say too, that 13 is the most, I shared this again with Dr. Marissa, that conversation I referenced earlier, because she recommended it too. I said 13th is the most recommended a documentary on the podcast that wins the award. I think it's, I think people have mentioned it at least six times. Like, so I'm like, if wow. anybody's listening and hasn't watched it yet, you have to watch it. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. It's such a good one. All right. What about, uh, this is a fun one, a brand or product that you are loving lately? Hmm. So I'm so into Procter & Gamble right now, any Procter & Gamble, because of their focus on DEI and inclusive marketing. Mm, okay. Um, some of the commercials that they've put out lately, has like they've just been so amazing. And then there's also a women's swimsuit company called Somersault that oh, yeah. uses inclusive, body-positive models of all shapes, sizes, demographics, abilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, models have like tattoos. They're different oh, cool. ages. It's awesome. Yeah. And the swimsuits are also amazing quality. But I just love them and their their ability to incorporate real people. Okay. You know, in, in their in their marketing and advertising. So I love them too. Yeah, that's awesome. You said it's called somersault. Somersault. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. All right. Well, Jackie, this has been so informative. Um, now, how can people find you if they want to listen to your podcast or if they are interested in getting connected with the diversity movement? Maybe they do work for like a small business or something like that and they want to consult with you guys. Uh, what's the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. So you can find me at thediversitymovement.com or on LinkedIn at the Jackie Ferguson. And then, of course, please listen to Diversity Beyond the Checkbox podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, Mackenzie. Yeah, this was so good. Thank you again so much for your time and um, and for the work that you're doing. I think it's awesome. And I think, yeah, I, I just know you guys are going to continue to do big things because, like we were saying, this is – this is the direction we're heading. And I think it's really cool that not only are we starting to see diversity acknowledged more, but even acknowledge that this is actually good for us and it's good for our businesses. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool that Absolutely. we're seeing those results. And so I am excited to follow along with what you guys are doing. But yeah, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. This is so fun. Of course, Mackenzie. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. What a perspective change. Imagine if instead of getting defensive when someone tells us we're privileged, if instead we found ways to use that privilege to help people. I love the creativity that Jackie has in doing simple things like taking someone out for coffee to give them some business or career advice. How simple and yet so, so powerful. Like she shared last week, a lot of DEI efforts are low or no cost to us. There are ways to use our time and our resources effectively so that we can have a big impact without sacrificing much at all. 
I love the message of compassion that she shared with us and how looking at things through this lens can really have a ripple effect on the world around us. I highly, highly, highly recommend taking the Harvard Implicit Bias Test that Jackie referenced if you've never taken it before. It's very, very eye-opening. Or even if it's been a long time, go back and do it. And of course, if you haven't watched 13th yet, you have to go do that tonight. I can't emphasize it anymore. You can find the links to those things and everything else we referenced today in the show notes, including the link to Shop Pillowcase. Make sure you're subscribed to the show too. Subscribing is easy and free. You simply click the subscribe button on whatever app you're listening on. That way you'll know whenever a new episode is out. And there will be a brand new one out next week with a guest I'm so excited to have on the show. I'll give you a hint right now. It's a family member of mine, but not one I've had on the show before. Who could it be? You'll have to tune back in next week to find out. So make sure you subscribe so that you can do just that. Don't forget about leaving a rating and a review while you do that and also sharing the show with friends. It's even better if you can share online. I'd love to hear that you listen and what you thought of the episode, anything you learned, so post that you're listening and tag me. Alright friends, thank you so much for listening and until next week, remember to keep learning about the unconscious biases we all have, remember to harness your privilege and use it to help others, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out!